Welcome to Life Talks with Lauren. This podcast is all about having conversations around what's real for us and swapping shame and judgment for courage and connection. We'll cover topics like self-love, relationships, body image, mental health, and so much more. Think of it like getting together with one of your good friends and chatting about life. So grab your glass of wine, mug of tea, or your favorite drink, and let's get started. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of the Life Talks with Lauren podcast. I don't know if you noticed, but I skipped last week. It was kind of on accident because I already had an episode recorded, which is the one that, well, now that you're listening to this, it will have been two weeks ago that I skipped, but the episode that dropped last week was supposed to go the week before, but it was just kind of a weird week. I've been having... Well, gosh, anyone, if you know me personally, then you know that I have like really messed up hormones. I do have thyroid issues. I have gotten it checked out, but healthcare here on island is really limited. So I've just, I don't know, kind of been at a standstill for a while. My periods started getting as bad as they are now, like back in 2020. And because everything had shut down, We weren't really able to pursue the answers that we needed. All we got was like, oh, I have hypothyroidism, was put on medication, but then I like gained 30 pounds within a year and was like, my body feels weird. I don't feel like this is really doing anything positive. So I went off it. But anyway, long story short, I just get, I've always had irregular periods. So they've always like come off and on, you know, whenever I guess they decide to, but I at least had regular like cycles to where once it started, it would just, you know, go for five days. I had like the perfect, you know, first two days are like heavier, blah, blah, blah. But now it's like once I start uh, or like I'll start spotting and I'll spot for like two or three weeks and then I'll start heavily bleeding for like two or three weeks. And it comes on, gosh, I don't know, this cycle took... I think 130 something days, my longest cycle in a long time. And yes, I've done so many things to try and remedy it myself. I've even bought online courses, spent hundreds of dollars on coaches and supplements and a lot of stuff just trying to figure out, you know, like how can I handle it on my own? It almost got to the point where it was just like so much stress because then I started blaming myself and feeling like it's, you know, my fault. There's something wrong with me. So I've kind of just like let it fly for a while. And, um, you know, I'm kind of at a standstill with what to do with it. Anyway, the reason I'm bringing it up is because sometimes like because I bleed so irregularly, I just never know where I'm going to be at mentally and because when it does come on like it affects my mental health so much like to where all of a sudden I'm just like super in my head I'm really I get really sensitive a few episodes back I talked about rejection sensitive dysphoria which is like a really being really basically sensitive to rejection that you may not even have experienced yet so that's kind of where I was last week I was also just like my body was just tired so my body and mind were tired but I decided I was going to go to roller derby practice anyway just because I thought okay well maybe movement will be good for me I stuck to my regular gym schedule last week and everything up to that point 
And it ended up being a really hard week at derby practice. And I just did not have the capacity to handle it. Like at first I started strong and then my body just kind of hit a wall. And it's hard because like I don't want to look like I'm making excuses or that I can't like keep up like physically or whatever. I think sometimes people might like look at my body size and assume that like maybe I'm not in shape or, you know, I, I don't know. Sometimes based on people's comments, I just, it seems like they assume that I'm out of shape, but I'm not. I, you know, work out five days a week and lift heavy weights and I do cardio and then I do, you know, two 90 minute roller derby practices every week. So I'm in pretty good shape and on a normal day I could have handled that, but I just, Oh my goodness, I was just like not having it. And then they, um, we were doing, like you have to be basically in a squat the whole time that you skate so that if someone hits you or whatever, you don't go flying and you can keep your balance. So they call that derby stance. And so <laughs> the the person leading the practice, which I love her, um, and she's always telling me to get in derby stance and she did and I was like, and my legs were like, no, sorry. And like, again, I don't want to make an excuse and say like, you know, whatever. And then one of the other like girls who've been skating for a while was like, if you, if y'all aren't in derby stance, like I'm going to come hit you. And I just knew like I was already on the verge of tears. I just knew where I was last week. It was just not, I was like, nope. I think I said under my breath, I was like, nope, not doing this shit tonight. And then I just walked off the court and like took off my gear, packed up my stuff and left. And it wasn't that I was like mad at anyone. I was just like, I had nothing left in me. Do you ever feel that where you just, you don't even have it in you to explain yourself. And it might've seemed like me, like I stormed off and it was like really personal, but it was just literally me like, I have nothing, I have nothing left to offer this moment. And I got in my car and started bawling and the whole drive home was just sobbing. And usually also uh, accompanying my period, I have at least one like emotional breakdown. And so that was my moment last week. And so the next morning on Thursday, when I would normally, you know, work on the podcast, I just felt really emotionally hungover I think I met my friends for lunch that day or something and uh, yeah I just kind of needed a me day so anyway life since then has been better because my mood and everything has stabilized it's interesting we're talking about this based on today's episode topic that kind of fits in oh but also it's like a little bit more I don't know complicated my I don't know I think sometimes it's like hard to, I feel like I have to explain myself to people and why I am the way that I am, but I've gotten a pretty good handle on like understanding my moods and stuff now and knowing when to talk about it or when to be around people and when to kind of search within. So that's kind of what I did the rest of last week is just got through it, knew that it was just a wave that I needed to ride, tried really hard not to judge myself too much or burn down any friendships or anything like that. And yeah, so life this week has just been the usual school, finally back in the headspace to where school feels easy, which I love. And then derby practice felt really great Sunday and yesterday 
we actually went out with the team on Saturday night and had like little, uh, I guess, team night out. <laughs> and that was really fun. I think that was really good for me too, especially to be able to just drink and chat with some of the more like leaders on the team because I can feel really intimidated sometimes by leader people in leadership roles. So it kind of just broke down those walls a little bit more. And yeah, that's pretty much it. We are leaving for Osaka in a few weeks for the Summer Sonic Festival. See Megan the Stallion and Post Malone and some other people. So really looking forward to that. And that's pretty much it. Let me know how you are doing on Instagram or Facebook or wherever you have me on there i'm at lauren m kendrick and i always say this but i love getting dms from you so let me know how everything's going and what your thoughts are on this episode so this week we're going to talk about happiness and specifically i wanted to i thought it would be fun to answer and to kind of maybe take this direction with the podcast too because I've been trying to figure out, you know, where do I want to go with this? I've realized at this point that I'm not, I'm not like where I was before where I was like trying to build a big online brand. I'm starting to see that it's a big responsibility to have a presence online and not saying that I know that from experience, but from seeing other people who do. And I'm, I realize I do this podcast because I enjoy it and I am content with it. And I love I like I love the small audience of y'all that do listen to me and have listened maybe over the years or just recently and that feels good enough for me. And so I'm not really trying to make it anything more but something simple. And so I thought it would be fun to just come on here every week and maybe answer philosophical questions or dive deeper into something that I find interesting. So I found this website called conversationstartersworld.com. I think I used it once when Jason and I had a date night and just went through some random questions. And we had so much fun because you don't realize how much you don't know about somebody, even if you've known them for years and years, until you ask random questions like this. I even got my mom for Mother's Day uh, this thing called, what is it? Anyway, it's like a membership where for a year they answer questions every week about their lives. I think it's story something. Story? Anyway, so she answers like random questions about her childhood and stuff. And then at the end, they'll put it together in a nice book. And I've already learned some so many interesting things I didn't know about my mom. And I've loved it. So I just thought maybe if it's Life Talks with Lauren, that's where we can take this podcast. If you want to come on the pod and discuss a random question with me or a random topic, let me know. I would love to have you on. So today's question or this week's question is, is happiness just chemicals flowing through your brain or something more? Now, I took some time earlier this week to journal and reflect on this question, and I'm going to dive into my thoughts now. So first of all, I think that your thoughts on whether happiness is chemicals, just chemicals, or if it's like something broader than that depends on how you personally define happiness. Because the thing is, how do we all know that we're on the same page when we describe what we feel as happiness? It can be 
I think we always have to start by breaking down a definition of something to make sure that we're even on the same page. So for me personally, when I what I would describe before before we actually before I actually dove into this question and really reflected on it, my initial thoughts of what happiness feels like would be like my chest feels feels not heavy in like a in like a heavy sad kind of sense but like there's like pressure on my chest like it's like excitement like almost like you've been running outside on a cold day you know when your throat kind of gets a little bit cold I feel like my I feel that the molecules in my body are like moving really fast I feel like I can't help but smile I feel what else what else yeah it's kind of hard to describe actually now that I'm trying so I would suggest you take a moment and just think about your initial thoughts behind happiness because it might change as we dive deeper into this question I know that was the case for me so According to Oxford Dictionary, happiness is defined as feeling or showing pleasure or contentment. So based on that definition, which sounds really vague, it sounds like happiness can mean a lot of things, really. So let's take my husband, Jason, for example. Anyone who knows him would describe him as a happy man. He's just very outgoing. He's almost like a puppy dog, very happy-go-lucky. It seems like he never has a bad day. So I asked him about it, and I'm like, do you feel happy? And he said, I don't necessarily know if I'm happy. I do know that I'm definitely content, which going back to the definition of happiness, the word content is in there. I think as a society... We really exaggerate the term happiness and what we believe that it means. I think especially maybe with the rise of social media, we almost see it as the ultimate state of being, like it's the primary goal in life, which I do agree that happiness is important. And again, this is going back to what we initially might define as happiness, which is something that we might that may seem unattainable which is that feeling of excitement and vibrancy and we feel like we should be feeling that all the time i do think it's important to feel good as often as possible because when we do that drives so many other aspects of life to include your productivity your relationships I definitely try to keep a baseline. I've built up a lot of habits over time that help me keep a baseline of contentment because I know that if I don't feel good, then I'm not going to want to go to the gym, which is funny because it's the gym that makes me feel good. So it's like a cycle. I know that I am not going to want to... I don't know, it's going to be hard for me to focus on schoolwork if my house is a mess, so I keep my house clean. I know that if I don't feel clear-headed, it's going to be hard for me to produce quality schoolwork, so I make sure that I'm eating enough and drinking enough, and so just things like that where I I do believe that feeling good is important. 
Is happiness required to feel good? Again, it depends on how you define happiness. So if happiness is defined as experiencing pleasure or being content, then there is there's a few things that we can actually do to get there. So if you seek pleasure in your ordinary life, again, there are so many ways to do this. You can, for example, savor your food. You can't do that if you're constantly dieting or feeling guilty around food. Just a side note, one of the best things that I've done for myself is really heal my relationship with food and take away the, any sort of guilt or shame or morality that, had, that I had tied to food based on what society says about how you should eat. You can read a book or a poem that evokes emotions or makes you feel good. Again, feeling emotions, I think, is part of the process of feeling alive, whatever emotion that it is, of feeling that contentment. Like You can cry from a book or feel heartbroken from a book and also simultaneously still leave that book feeling like, wow, like feeling good. It's it's kind of weird to say that, but but it's true. You can listen to a story. If you're not much of a reader, you like to listen to stories on Audible or a podcast that brings you joy. That's why lately I've really just been loving conversational podcasts because it feels like I'm hanging out with friends and just like listening in on a conversation, which I love anyway. As someone who loves to just observe and sit back and listen, that brings me joy. I find that pleasurable. You can have sex with a partner or solo sex, something I think I should probably do more often. You can pet an animal or visit animals. Just being in their presence, I think, is so elevating. You can cuddle with someone that you care about or any, I don't know if you have a stuffed animal from childhood or something like that or a pillow. You can cuddle with yourself. You can wear clothes that feel luxurious or good on your body. Again, when I shop for clothes, I think so much about comfort and how would this feel on my body. I used to try and fit into things that maybe I thought that I should be wearing or I don't know, like it changed once I thought like how does this feel on my body? But also I love to wear clothes that make me feel confident. So I wear sweats mostly around the house and I also try to... Like obviously sweats are comfortable, but even when I go out somewhere, like I just know if I'm not comfortable, if I feel stiff or if I feel restricted, I'm not going to be able to bring my full self into the moment and I'm not going to be able to be present and experience, again, pleasure from whether it's a conversation, a glass of wine, a meal out or something, if my clothes feel restrictive. And that means that all the clothes that I wear like fit me. I don't keep anything around that feels like too tight or whatever. I get rid of that. You can experience pleasure from drinking a glass of ice water on a hot day. It's one of my favorite things, especially after being outside in the heat. Move your body in a way that feels good to you and releases any pent-up tension. Anytime that I feel that I don't want to go to the gym or work out or even go for a walk because I think about like, oh, I don't want to get up off the couch or whatever, I actually then pay attention to what I'm feeling inside of my body. I feel like there's always a little bit of tension or 
I just imagine what it would feel like to just move my body and release anything. So it's like I consistently clean out my any cobwebs in my body by moving it multiple times a day. I think that we should be moving more often than we do. We're not designed to be sedentary, but life has just become that way. So I try to find excuses to move my body. Even if I mentally feel lazy, I know that physically it pays off. And so as you can see, there are countless ways to experience pleasure. Now diving back into the definition and thinking of contentment, as I talked about and shared with my conversation with Jason, contentment is also something that I feel most days. I feel content in my relationship. I feel content in my life. And when I don't feel that way, it's usually a signal that something needs to change. So for example, earlier this year and toward the end of last year, I was feeling really restless. I was feeling a lot of things that aren't my normal baseline when I know that I'm feeling good. So that's when I knew I had to make changes. And I did. That's when I quit trying to grow an online business and went back to school. And now I feel that overall peaceful, like even grounded satisfaction feeling. So even on days when I do feel sad or I have moments where I feel sad, I can still feel content at the same time because I recognize that sad doesn't have to equal bad. We're all just riding the wave of life. If I feel tension or frustration throughout my day, I realize it's just part of the process. If I feel stuck or I feel that there's maybe a barrier I need to overcome, I recognize that as an opportunity for growth. And so simultaneously, I can also feel content and just feel that, hey, I'm on the exact path that I need to be on. This is perfect. I feel great. I used to think of happiness as the obvious like high that it's been described as and obviously as you heard in the beginning of the episode. But I wonder if that feeling is better described as joy or even excitement. I do think that joy, even in the way the word sounds, like it just evokes emotions of like giddiness and excitement. We all know what excitement feels like. It's like you're in the parking lot of of Disneyland or Universal Studios where we're going in a few weeks or it's just that like pent up. It's really all energy if you think about it. So joy and excite, well, joy does feel deeper. Excitement does feel more surface level energy. So we think of happiness as like energy often, but what if it's what if it goes deeper than that? So all that being said, I do think that your chemical makeup does play a factor and can play a major factor. So it's hard to really have this conversation and make a blanket statement of anything. I'm more speaking on my experience with what I consider happiness or pleasure or contentment or good feelings, all of it. I know that your chemical makeup makes a big difference because I know how it feels when my chemicals are imbalanced. I am someone who is very prone to depression. I've experienced it throughout my life in different times. And I know that when I am depressed or when my chemicals are off, I feel either numb or I feel like it's hard to feel anything, let alone pleasure. I don't know what it is that gets my chemicals off balance. 
And it's funny because I know the difference between my hormones being off balance versus like my brain chemicals being off balance. And that's like a conversation for a whole different time. But again, I don't really know what causes the chemical imbalance in my brain because it's random. I've tracked it and paid attention and it happens under different circumstances. I'm sure the cause varies. I think part of what caused the depression that I had earlier this year and last year was just the change of moving to Japan and all of the obstacles that came with that of, you know, loss of almost identity and then ending up in the hospital and losing my aunt and experiencing the biggest loss I've had in my life and just trying to cope with all of that at once. I think it was maybe more than I realized I could handle. So I, I just, I also know that we're genetically predisposed to certain baselines of happiness. Jason's mom, if you met his mom, he's just, she's just like him in a wig. So you realize that like, oh, that's genetically like passed down. And in my family, there has been a lot of mental illness or history of alcoholism and things like that. So you can almost see the... And I don't know if demeanor is the word I'm trying to use here, but in our family, we are similar in our, I guess, waves of mental health or how our mental health goes. And Jason's mom just always seems really happy. So, so I think that has to be taken into account as well. There's a quote by someone, was it maybe Jim Carrey, who talked about how yeah, your chemicals and genetics and stuff can cause depression, but you're not even giving yourself a chance if you don't, if you're not giving yourself a fighting chance or whatever, if you don't exercise and eat well and drink water and stuff. Oh, our little Alice, we call her Alice, our little vacuuming robot just went off. So, but the episode's almost over. So, um, hopefully that wasn't too distracting. Anyway, So back to thinking about, okay, so I was talking about the quote with Jim Carrey. Oh, so I've realized that for me, that's why I do exercise so much and why I, not necessarily like I'm not strict with what I eat, but I make sure that I'm nourished because that makes a difference. How much water I'm drinking makes a difference. Like all these little habits keeping my house cleaned. They're not so that I can feel superior to anyone. They're so that I can have a baseline of just feeling okay. And then beyond that, I find fulfillment in doing things that I feel passionate about, such as going to school or reading or engaging in interesting conversations, such as the one that we're having here. So to answer the original question more fully, to go back to the start, I do believe that happiness is more complex than just chemicals floating in the brain. So that is my roundabout, long description for my answer. What do you think? What do you think is the cause? Do you think, or or the cause, do you think that it's more complex or do you think it's just literally our chemical makeup? Let me know. Again, you can connect with me on Instagram at Lauren M. Kendrick. Let me know if you have any questions that you want me to explore on upcoming episodes. I would love to just 
again, I love to just talk about life and answer questions. Nothing is off limits. And well, I guess I shouldn't say that. I don't know. Try me. We'll see. Anyway, I'll talk to you again next week and I hope you have a great rest of your day. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you did, I'd love for you to share it with a friend or leave a five-star review wherever you listen. Have an idea you want to pitch or just feel like chatting with me about the episode? Come find me on Instagram at Lauren M. Kendrick. Can't wait to hear from you.